Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, It's been a while since I've been on the mic. It feels good to be back and chatting with all of you about the NC Fit Insider Podcast. Um, This show is actually about a month old. Um, I went back into the vault and pulled it out because I'm feeling like we are in a desperate need for connection right now. Um, Shelter in place is in full effect. A lot of us are stuck to our homes, creating a new normal, creating a new schedule. And so my goal with the NC Fit Insider, at least as of late, is going to be to continue to harvest connection between our community. So this episode is with Coach Frankie Russo. For those of you NC Fit Campbell members, you are very familiar with Frankie. We dive into his history with the company and what it was like for him and his significant other, now wife, Sam, to move from Florida to California for Frankie to pursue this opportunity. If you guys haven't had a chance, Sam was also on the show putting the Flex and Flex Nurse, so be sure to go a couple episodes back and listen to Sam's episode. Um, It'll give you a little bit more context for today's and just show you both sides of their relationship. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear this one. Like I said, my goal is to continue to harvest connection within our community. So if you or someone you know would be great on the show, willing to hop on the mic, um, we can do this socially distantly. Uh, Please give me a a shout. Email me at lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y at nc.fit. Alrighty, guys, I'll stop chatting and let you get to the show. Enjoy. What's up, Frank? What's up, Lindsay? How are you? I am good. It's a solid Thursday morning. Yeah, got to sleep in today. What's sleeping in? Six. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's better than like the three thirty, four o'clock wake ups that are fairly normal. Yeah, is that all because of coaching? Mm-hmm. Okay. Most of the time. I usually when I get up in the morning I try to have an hour uh, of my day before I go in to kind of get set up for coaching. So grab coffee, sit down on the couch, I'll journal. I've started doing a crossword puzzle the really small ones though because it's still (laughs) super early in the morning um and then just watching the news whatever time is left just because if I don't have that time to really wake up the first hour that I'm coaching like it's just nonsense coming out of my mouth and like the 5 a.m they they know what I'm saying (laughs) but they're like hey none of that made any sense you want to try again and so like I need that time to just like kind of get everything sorted out get all that dream residue out of my brain dream residue yeah love it um, so I want to dive into that a little bit more, maybe morning routines and, mm-hmm. and how that sets you up for success. But, um, maybe first we can talk about who you are, where you coach, just so listeners who are not Campbell members know you a little bit more. Yeah. So, uh, my name is Frankie Russo again. I've been a coach at NC Fit, formerly NorCal CrossFit for almost five years. It'll be five years on July 6th. Um, I'll never forget. That was my very first day of employment. And I've been at a couple different locations. I coached at NorCal CrossFit Saratoga. I coached at our Bay Club location in Cupertino. And then when that partnership uh, went in separate ways, I was able to move over here and take charge of Campbell. And I've been there ever since. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, So what makes july 6th stand out so much you'll never forget that day oh man um that was just the the chain of events that led to my first day of work was just kind of bananas um a crazy fourth of july party 
Yeah, it really <laughs> wasn't because I because Sam and I drove from Sam's my wife. Um, Sam has also been on this show, so yeah. if you go back a few episodes, listen to Putting the Flex and Flex Nurse, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll get to hear a little bit more from Sam. Yeah, she's a baller. Um, we drove across the country with everything we owned in my tiny Ford Mustang, which has since moved on. RIP. RIP. Yeah. It was a recent move on. Mm-hmm. We sold her off, but she went to a good owner. The dude <laughs> okay, was good. super hyped up. <laughs> That's all we need. Yeah, That's all so, cars need in life. Yeah. They just needed someone to love them. But, um, we drove over with everything we owned or everything that could fit into that, uh, little Ford Mustang. And <laughs> we, I think spent six or seven days driving across the country. Driving from where? Uh, Tallahassee, Florida. I was coaching over there at the time um, at CrossFit Tallahassee, and um, I was one of their full-time employees, and we can kind of talk about that um, maybe after or a little bit later. Yeah. But um, we got into San Jose on July 4th. So 4th of July, we didn't have anywhere to stay. So I was lucky enough to, or we were lucky enough to be able to crash with um, our friends, Chris Samripa and Tamara Sutri. Who, Shouts out. Yeah, they used to be uh, employees. Chris used to do all the graphic designing and he's one of my um, like longtime friends. And when I came out here for my initial interview uh, about a month before we drove out, got to meet Tamara. We connected. She's super, super cool. And um, they let us crash at their place on 4th of July and I remember we walked downtown we went to San Pedro Square super super cool and then we walked we were like in the middle of a street downtown that they had blocked off got to watch fireworks came back in and Sunday the 5th we moved into the apartment and Monday the 6th started work wow that's that's busy but it does sound mm. like um, one of the best introductions to the Silicon Valley. Yeah, it was very <laughs> fast paced. And I was like, oh, okay, this is just how it's going to be for forever now. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's how we, it's how we roll down here. Exactly. So um, what, was, what was expected or how did you come across uh, at the time NorCal CrossFit to move uproot from literally across the country? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was coaching at CrossFit Tallahassee, um, I'd been there. I coached part-time for about a year. And then once I had graduated from Florida State's um, criminal justice program, which is the whole reason I was out there, uh, I started coaching full-time. I decided that I'd rather just uh, burn 30 grand uh, getting my <laughs> master's in criminal justice and just decide to go coaching instead, do something different. But I really liked what I did. And, you know, when I was doing internships for criminal justice, I had just started part-time coaching and I would open the gym. I would shadow the five and the six. I would go to this internship that I had from nine to five. And then I would come back and close the gym, the 630 and the 730 classes. And I would coach those on my own. Wow. And the bookends of my day were honestly the parts of the day I looked forward to the most. And through various conversations I had had, the kind of resounding or the theme that kept coming up was, hey, you're young, you have this education you can fall back on. If you want to try to make coaching work, now's the time to do it. And so I went to the owner of CrossFit Tallahassee, presented you know, this full-time position. He's like, sure, let's do it. 
Wow. Yeah. And it was cool because there were other, there were two other full-time employees at the time and started off. The relationship was really good. And the more I stepped into this full-time role, the more the relationship between, um, the owner and I kind of deteriorated. Hmm. We didn't have good lines of communication. Um, some of the things that we, he would tell me to do, I just disagreed with, uh, we butted heads a lot. And so by the end of that first year, uh, at CrossFit Tallahassee, I wasn't very happy with, with where I was and I wanted to move on. Sam and I had moved in together at that point and, you know, she still had, I want to say eight or nine months left in her contract at Tallahassee Memorial. Mm -hmm. And so the plan was, Hey, once this contract is up, then we'll figure out what we're going to do from there. Because if she broke her contract early, I think she was going to have to pay like five grand out of pocket. Oh, wow. So. No big deal. She's just yeah, saving lives. But. Yeah. <laughs> saving babies. But she was so good at what she did. I guess they wanted to, to keep her a little bit. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And so the plan was, hey, we'll take the eight or nine months. We'll just kind of I'll suck it up. And then once that's done, we'll move on. But. NorCal CrossFit at the time, this was back in 2015, um, they put out a hiring application on Instagram. And I'd followed NorCal CrossFit and Jason Kalipa since I started CrossFit in 2012 or 2013. Right. Because who didn't? Who didn't? Yeah, exactly. I followed it too. Yeah. And my like Instagram was just inundated with, you know, CrossFit gyms, CrossFit athletes, all this stuff. Like I dove headlong into that, uh, that punch bowl. That Kool-Aid bowl. Yeah, real, <laughs> real hard. Um, and I had, like I mentioned, Chris Amrippa was is one of my lifelong friends. And he was doing the majority, if not all, of the graphic design for Norcrock CrossFit at the time. He, he probably doing, designed the ad that you saw go out on oh, Instagram. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And like he did their website. He did everything. So I texted him. I was like, hey, man. I want to work at Norcal CrossFit. He's like, okay, send in your, your resume and all this stuff and I'll make sure it gets to the right people. And so the resume, standard resume that would get sent in, but you also had to send in a video of you coaching. It's like, okay, that's kind of weird, but like, sure. Which can be the most frightening it's thing. It's the worst. And now you get practice every, <laughs> yeah. every week on uh, the, you know, the NC videos that we do. We can jump into that a little bit later, but when you record yourself coaching, mm. you go back and like rip, at least my experience was I went back and ripped myself apart. Oh, it's so bad. I mean, if, if anyone's watched the 45 videos, I'm super awkward on camera. <laughs> like I'm awkward no. in person, but on camera, it's like, oh man, like this dude's got like some stuff going on. Like, so <laughs> a little uncomfortable. But, um, I sent in my stuff and didn't hear anything for a week. And I was like, oh man. That's not good. So I texted Chris and he's like, Hey, uh, the person looking over the, the videos, like they got so many applicants, her email basically crashed. Um, I'll make sure, you know, it gets to her. It's like, mm, a lot like, of applicants. Uh -huh. That's not right. great either. Another week goes by like, Hey man, what's going on? He's like, well, we looked at, she looked at your video and like, she was pretty blunt. Like she wasn't impressed. And I was like, dang. <laughs> I thought I did really well. I, I thought, thought I crushed it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, she said like, you just like weren't smiling enough. You were kind of like stiff on camera. I don't know, man. And I was like, well, what can I do? Like, I really want to at least get this initial interview. I was like, okay, I'll talk to her and I'll see if she'll accept another video submission. Cool. 
So ended up that I sent in another video submission and I was overly peppy, overly smiley <laughs> and all this stuff um, to the point where it was probably like nails on a chalkboard for someone watching. Right. But um, I got an email back a couple of days later. Hey, we want you to fly out here. We're going to interview you. We're going to have you coach some classes. Um, can you come out in the next two weeks? And I was like, damn, that's really soon. But yeah. So bought my own plane ticket, flew out. Uh, and the first thing on the agenda was to meet with Matt Walker, our CFO, and then Pat Barber, who at the time was our, um, I guess kind of our, our MDV. He was handling coaching development, yep. things like that. So that was my, uh, my first experience too. Oh, it was man. like working out with Pat at 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I love Pat Barber. Um, but I had no experience. Like it was kind of a, a starstruck moment. Totally. Pat Barber is like, oh, everyone knows Pat Barber. Right. Like the OG CrossFitter. He's, he's awesome. He's an OG CrossFitter. He's level one staff, right? Yeah. Like he's, this guy's got a ton of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Like that's a big deal. And so I sit down at the, at the Santa Clara gym with Walker and we're like, yeah, we're still waiting for Pat. And Pat's a little late. <laughs> so we just start the, the interview and Walker and I are talking. Pat walks in uh, maybe like 10, 15 minutes late and he's got Oaks who was tiny at the time. That's and Pat's son. Yeah, Pat's don't know. first um, little boy. And he's like, sorry, we were taking a nap in the car. Oaks was tired. And I was like, <laughs> oh, God. So um, interview went well. And then I went over to the Saratoga gym, got to coach, went well. The next morning, or as we were leaving the Saratoga gym, I got a text from Jason, which... Again, also starstruck. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, Jason Kalipa has my phone number. And he just just texted me and asked me to work out. This is the best thing ever. <laughs> I was super pumped. Um, so we met at the Saratoga gym the following morning, super early. And it was him, Pat, and one of our former coaches, Chris Detmering. Ah, what, like, a, what a combo to walk into. Oh, man. Um, all super, super strong dudes. And, you know, I... I like to tell people all the time that I did not get hired on my athletic ability. <laughs> um, and I definitely put that to, to proof, uh, in the workout we did worked up to one rep max clean and jerk. And then it was a five minute AMRAP. You go, I go, um, clean and jerks at 225. at the time. small, well, still now 225 <laughs> is pretty challenging for me to, to cycle and they partnered me up with Chris, who's just a freaking bulldog. Yeah. And so he's doing like three and I'm barely doing one. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Chris. And he's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. But um, the cool thing was after that, I got to watch the team practice. And that's back when it was Molly, Miranda, um, Pat, Jason. Pat, Jason, Alex, like the dream team. Right. Like they were studs. And... It was super cool. I had a conversation with a brand new member. His name was Max Yang. And I think he's moved to Cincinnati since then. But it was like his first day. It was a Saturday. This is a partner workout. But he's just watching them move the worm. And he's like, oh, my God. Who are those people? I'm like, dude, those are your coaches. Like, those are the people that we're trying to, like, learn from. And he's like, dude, I'm never going to be able to do that. I was like, yeah, you will. You're going to be super, super strong. And he stuck with us for like two, three years. He was a great, great member. But um, that Saturday afternoon, I got an offer letter and I accepted it right away. It was super exciting. Called Sam. She was pumped. And, you know, I had a really cool conversation with, 
with Jason um, that Saturday where I just kind of told him how, you know, I told the owner of CrossFit Tallahassee, hey, I'm going out to this gym to interview. And he played it off like, oh, yeah, that Jason Khalifa guy, right? He, <laughs> he owns that gym in, in California. That one gym. that yeah, yeah. Like trying to make it not a big deal instead of being happy for me. And Jason, you know, pulled me aside and was like, look, man, if your manager isn't genuinely happy for you, even to have this opportunity, you're not in, not in the right spot. And he's like, I'm really happy that we made you the offer. And I'm really excited for you to be part of the NorCal CrossFit family. And it was like two or three sentences, but it really, really made me feel like I was going in the right direction and I was doing the right thing. You were a part of something. Yeah. Yeah. And so flew back, um, Sam picked me up and we went and got dinner somewhere and she put together like a little congratulations, uh, gift, which was really cool. Super thoughtful. Sam's the best. Yeah. She is definitely my better half. (laughs) But um, one of the things she gave me was, it's actually this mug. Um, it's a caveman coffee, kind yeah. of like thermos. And on the back, the message on it just says, don't let your memories become larger than your dreams. And when she gave it to me, I was like, hmm, are you breaking up with me? Like, <laughs> what's happening? Right. But it was basically her way of telling me, hey, you 100% need to take this job but I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to come with you. Wow. Um, and so that was, I think I had like maybe three weeks to figure everything out, including whether or not Sam was going to come with me, which was a big deal to me. Absolutely. I mean, we're married now. Yeah, so like, that's your wife. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, it was a matter of three weeks scrambling to find an apartment, trying to figure out breaking our lease in Tallahassee, um, when we were going to drive over, if Sam was going to break her contract with Tallahassee Memorial to then have to pay out five grand. And really what happened at the end was she had a conversation with her dad and he was like, look, you like this boy, right? He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's all right. He's okay. You've never been outside the Southeast. You have an amazing career as a nurse. Why not try to take that career out to California where you're going to get paid better than anyone else. And even if this thing with this guy doesn't work out, you will still have your career and you'll be able to stand on your own two feet. She's like, okay. And wow, so what a conversation. I have yeah, chills. Yeah. So powerful. Andrew is one of the best. He's a fantastic father-in-law. And so we drove out and we went through those three days of the fourth, the fifth, the sixth and started work on that Monday and it's been full speed ahead ever since. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, for those of you who are not in or haven't experienced coaching CrossFit, um, for an opportunity like this to come up is, is unheard of, right? We're, we are very, very fortunate at NC fit to be able to provide that for coaches. Um, because you know, most CrossFits are like a mom and pop shop, Mm -hmm. right? Like people don't move across the country. So that's a huge testament to, to what this is. Yeah. Yeah. So you are the head coach mm-hmm. at Campbell, but you also write all of our NC 45 programming. I do. Yeah. Yep. So NC 45ers, you guys are welcome. 
he's here in all of his glory. That's right. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what that process is like? Um, it's not super complicated, honestly. Uh, since we kind of refined it a little bit um, at the end of 2019 and into 2020, you're going to touch a barbell for strength Monday through Friday, potentially one of the days on the week, either Saturday or Sunday, or excuse me, weekend. And the workouts that I make, I, I pretty much look at them. I was like, okay, what is something that would crush me that I think is really fun and that I would really want to do? A you go, I go, 225. That's right. For five for minutes. For five minutes. Well, what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... I put it down on paper. If it makes sense, then I test it. I test all the NC45 workouts, you know, and so it's really important that testing period, both because I like to exercise, uh, but there's a lot of refinement that goes into it as well. Sometimes what I write down might be on paper. And when we do kind of the vague math that we, we do with how long certain things should take, Mm -hmm. it makes sense. And you're like, yeah, that's how long that's going to take. That's not going to be too much volume. It'll be fine. And then we test it and you're halfway through and you're like, this is too hard. Like we need to scale it back a little bit. Right. Which is huge. I think that there's a lot of coaches that don't get that aha moment, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh yeah, people are coming to, coming to CrossFit to get, to get just crushed. Right. But you're like not only crushing people physically, which can be super dangerous, but there's a whole mental side of that too, mm-hmm. right? So like making sure that we're setting people up to leave the gym feeling like they got a really good workout, but also, you know, making sure that they're feeling uplifted from their workout, you know, like, yes, I got crushed. Not like, man, that workout was way too hard. Right. right? Super, super different conversations, even though they're kind of saying the same thing. Uh, the other thing is making sure that I'm able to adhere to that 45 minute timeline, which is really, really tough. That's super tough. So, you know, I've wanted to make workouts longer or to try to throw in more things, but I have to adjust because, you know, 45 minutes, not 50 minutes might not seem like a long time, but it is a big chunk of class that you really, really need and not having it there. You have to adjust and, you know, kind of change how the workout looks to fit that timeline. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, especially because functional fitness in general has has gone a lot of different places and we're so used to working within that hour. Mm-hmm. Um, traditionally, or at least my experience with CrossFit in the beginning was like you did a, a lift or some sort of strength component and then you did some conditioning, right? You did a Metcon mm-hmm. and we fit that in an hour, right? Right. If, if your coach was efficient, there were plenty of times that coaches weren't and it was like an hour and six minutes or an hour and seven, right? Right. So to be able to fit that into 45 minutes now is a huge testament to your programming. Yeah, it's tough. Sometimes I really kind of thread the needle with how close we're making that 45 minute timeline run. Yeah. Um, so sorry guys if we're running <laughs> over, but... I'm trying to give you guys a little bit of everything. Totally. Yeah. I love it. Um, I kind of wanted to circle back to something we talked about in the beginning and it Mm -hmm. was how you set up your day. And Mm -hmm. it sounds to me like through your story, you know, whether it's now how you're setting up your morning and, and I'd like to talk about maybe what your evening routine is if you have one, but it seems like you've always kind of bookend your day. Even Mm -hmm. when you first started coaching, right? You had like your shadowing in the morning and your coaching at night. Um, it sounds like you've 
you've created your day to be pretty positive on, on both ends of it. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of want to talk a little bit more about that. For sure. Um, my morning routine has kind of changed from year to year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, As it should. We're not the same person, right? Right. Exactly. When I stepped into the operator position at Saratoga, um, I would get up and I would just listen to a podcast. Um, so Jocko Willink was someone that I really gravitated towards because it, the operator position was one of the first times I'd been in a leadership role and his whole thing is about leadership. So that seemed like a really good place to start. So I would be able to, and it took minimal effort to, um, to turn on a podcast and just like sit on the couch and drink coffee. Right. From there, uh, I would kind of start journaling or I would read the difficult part about reading uh, or journaling in the morning is towards the end of the week, you're not retaining any information and what you're writing, it just looks like a three-year-old is kind of like scribbling or like drawing a (laughs) picture that you're putting on your, your fridge wall. Hey, you know, Sam probably has those journal entries saved for the fridge. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. Gold star to put on them. Exactly. Um, and now kind of what I said earlier, um, I'll get up, I'll make coffee. Uh, I'll sit on the couch I'll read, I have the Daily Stoic, um, mm-hmm. and I'll read the entry for that day. If there's anything that really strikes me, I'll kind of journal on the page or just write some stuff down, some bullet points, and then I'll do a crossword puzzle on my phone. Takes no more than five or six minutes, maybe a little bit longer if I get really stumped. <laughs> and then with whatever time is left before I have to leave for the gym, I'll just kind of sit and watch the news. And again, get that dream residue out, listen to someone else talk. You're like, okay, those words make sense. Now you have to go and make words make sense. Like, yeah. Do that. I have this, this vision of, um, Anchorman or no, not Anchorman. Yeah. Um, Ron Burgundy. No, but yes. Now that image is also coming to mind. Um, Bruce almighty when he's like making the, the news anchor, like say oh, funny yeah. things. That's what I'm thinking of you at, 5 a.m. coaching yeah. if you don't have your morning routine. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's just garbage coming out of my mouth. <laughs> so thankfully, everyone knows, like, all right, we can read the board. Thanks, coach. Thanks, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. So it works out. Awesome. Yep. Um, so outside of the gym, what are you getting into? Hobbies or anything? Big fan of sleeping. Uh, uh, yeah. Turns don't get out to that's do... super helpful. Yeah, it's really healthy. Um, <laughs> so if you guys aren't sleeping, you should do that. Um, you can take that for free. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I honestly, it's going to sound, that's fine. Uh, Spending time with Sam. Uh, I really enjoy spending time with Sam. I mean, we are married, but during the week, I don't get to see her too much. I mean, for instance, I didn't see her at all on Tuesday or Wednesday. When she goes into work at Packard, she's working seven to seven and I wake up before her and I'm out the door before she's up. And then I'm usually in bed asleep because, again, I have to wake up before her. And so we'll go two to three days at a time sometimes during the week where, you know, we'll text each other, hey, good morning, I love you. Hey, good night, I love you. And that's pretty much it because our days are packed. And it's tough, but we've learned that that's just like normal for right now. It's not going to be forever. Um, And so honestly, just doing whatever on the weekend with her is really what um, I enjoy doing also really enjoy um a good ipa (laughs) um fried chicken sandwiches it's i don't know if those are yeah i don't know if those are hobbies or just foods but you know we'll call them hobbies yeah Yeah. food could be a hobby it's fine sure but yeah that's awesome i would it 
it makes me really want to get you and Sam on the podcast um, and kind of just chatting about, you know, how to achieve that balance. Because I think there's so many people, um, at least that I've that I've observed, that can't quite seem to achieve it. So yeah. um, what you guys have is super special, and it sounds like you've put a lot of work and, and effort into it. And it, lots it of practice. Shows. Lots of lots, practice. Lots of drafts, lots of rewrites. But, um, <laughs> it's like a workout. Yeah, we make it work. And sometimes, uh, you know, I always need to be reminded that we rewrote something for a certain reason and I need to do a little bit better and it's fine. That's right. Yeah. You know, we all need a reminder once in a while. Right. So, um, where can people find you? How can people connect? Um, on social media, I was formerly general Miashington, but my uh, PR agent advised I go with something a little more professional. <laughs> so now on Instagram, I'm FD underscore Russo. There you go. And we will link all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Frankie. It's been awesome. Thanks, Linz.